You're about to listen to an episode that was recorded before our governor ordered us to stay at home and stay healthy. And we thought at the time that it was inappropriate to release this episode because it's about, you know, vacations, leaving your house. Yeah. But after two months of staying <laughs> home and staying safe, we crave a vacation like we've never craved vacations before. So maybe the time is actually more appropriate now than ever. Pay attention to the conversation about the mini vacation, because that may be a good solution if your stay-at-home order prevents anything else. Yeah, and also recognize that regardless of what's going on, your brain really does need a break. And vacations are a perfect way to do that, whether it's completely shutting down all electronic devices for a couple of days and having a stay-at-home-cation, or getting out and actually getting away, again, depending on on where you are in this whole pandemic thing. One of the things we talk about in the episode is all the reasons people don't take a vacation. We did not include an epidemic, but in fact, that's the case now. But still, it just strikes us after two months of this. Folks, get yourself a vacation. Get something on the calendar. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You'll be happy you did. Thanks so much for listening. And Krina and Kirsten get to work. We're talking about vacations. Woo-hoo. Go get yourself some. One. Something. Lots. Try again. <laughs> get yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Kirsten Barron. And I'm Karina Hoyer. We are so glad that you've joined us today. As you know, we're talking about women and work. We hope that we find you folding laundry, taking a walk, feeding a baby, and that Pretending you... Pretending you're working. <laughs> <laughs> so serious and earnest, and you're just like... <laughs> Anyway, you all know the drill. It is meaning, ease, and joy, and we're glad you're with us, and we want you to experience that. So welcome. And this is a particularly fun show today. It is going to be a fun show. I'm really excited to talk about vacations, and especially why we all should be vacationing frequently. Mm -hmm. But before we do, I have to say I've been taking some miniature vacations myself. Nice. Yeah. Part of my self-care regimen episode, I don't know what, go look it up, is about... (laughs) Spending time outside. And I call it time with trees because I live around a lot of big trees and frequently go into the woods. But every time I go, I take my phone. It's kind of a safety measure. But also, what if someone texts me or calls me or emails me? Somebody needs something. I always have it. You twist your ankle and need rescuing. I can't. Roxy, go find help. That's my dog's (laughs) name. And Roxy is no lassie, my friend. (laughs) Let me tell you that. She is not. So anyway, I'm out there doing my time with trees. And I realized that I would periodically kind of feel that urge to check my phone. And I would stop in the middle of the forest or, you know, in the middle of my time outside and check my phone. And all of the magic that I was experiencing would almost evaporate. evaporate. Mm-hmm. And so I started either not bringing my phone, which kind of sometimes feels unsafe because if I'm going to get, you know, but anyway. Twist your ankle like I yeah. said. Or if I have my phone, I force myself to not check it. So when you get that impulse to look, you stop yourself. I stop myself. And instead, I force myself to observe something unique around me. 
Oh, so, so you distract yourself mm-hmm. with something interesting. Mm-hmm. And I've been walking on these same trails now for 25 years, and I am seeing some of the coolest stuff in the forest behind my house that I have ne- didn't know existed. And it's, you know, it's things like, you know, trees with three crowns or the place where the woodpecker always, you know, pecks holes or the fact that certain plants are budding out, you know, in the spring or whatnot. But it's just, it's forced. So when my brain has the urge to observe my phone, I just force myself to observe something else. It's really interesting you're talking about this because sometimes you and I end up on the same plane. We don't realize it, like the same wavelength, this whatever quantum physics plane of existence there is out there. But I'm reading this book called Stillness is the Key by Ryan Halliday. And it is just that. Interesting. I mean, it's really a great book. I really commend it to people. Commend, is that the right word? Is I'm that the say fancy recommend? word? I commend it to you. <laughs> <laughs> that was after you just said something about quantum physics. So I don't know, man. You're on a different plane than me. My brain is hot today. It's bubbling up. <laughs> Because I'm psyched for a vacation. So tell me about this book, The Stillness Book. Oh, no, it's just a really wonderful book about stillness. And it talks about different people that we all know, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, Napoleon Bonaparte, John F. Kennedy, and experiences with stillness and how to get there. Interesting. Which is really, I think, I mean, this is a beautiful segue into our topic, frankly, which I did not plan on, which is we're all trying to get to that place where we're our best most creative, most aware, most loving self, right? Yes. And that is really what stillness is about, getting to that space. And vacations help you do it's that. It's part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It is interesting and how so much, I mean, obviously we focus on work. We love talking about work. We love our work, but so much of our lives is not work. Yeah. And in fact, if you feel like you are living to work, then there is something out of balance. And vacations or stillness or time outside or time with trees, observing the natural world can all be things that kind of counteract those hours and hours and hours we spend on our jobs. Yep. Even those 15, 20, half an hour, hour, quote unquote, breaks. But we're talking today about big breaks. Big breaks. And before you do anything, I'm going to say... Get on the schedule. Yeah, get a calendar. We did a YouTube video last week, a couple weeks ago, and we're saying, hey, get something on the... We're serious. So if you've not yet gotten some kind of a break on your calendar, stop, press pause, Come back, though. Yeah. And go go schedule yourself Don't a vacation. But you need at least a long weekend or two. It's coming in, in the spring and summer, a couple of long weekends and a, and a decent a size break. Mm-hmm. Those are going to be the things that you can start to look forward to, start to plan, and then eventually take. And we are going to prove to you that A, how important it is to take vacations, and also B, your excuses for not taking vacations are lame. Lame. I'm going to tell you that Super right lame. now. Super lame. I can't wait to get to those. And by the end of the show, you will also be full of tips and tricks to actually make those vacations enjoyable. You know, so we just said a couple of uh, weekends and a long break. And I want... Can, do a you week. If, yeah. Do you mind if I start by talking about this, just this study about... So, yeah, and no, I don't at all. But before I start, I do want to say one thing. We all know intuitively that vacations are fun. That they're nice, that it's good to get away. It's good to be with family. It's good to be with friends. It's good to be by yourself. It's good to have other experiences. But what we're talking about today is really how it relates to your work. Mm-hmm. And what are the reasons? And you know, Karina and I, while we like to talk smack, we also 
really like to have data. So there is, you're going to talk about the scientific data mm-hmm. behind taking vacations. Just a little bit of it. So uh, there's a great article that was just recently released by a woman named Sarah Clements. Woohoo, female author. Go, I Sarah. love that. The title of the article is Five Reasons You Need to Take a Vacation According to Science. By the way, I have a Bachelor of Science, I'm just going to say. so. Of course, I don't. It explains everything. Qualified to actually talk about this study today. <laughs> and I'm going to take a direct quote from this article. The fact that studies have uh, shown that just four days can impact stress and well-being. Four days of vacation. Positive effects peak at around eight days. And that longer vacations, anything more than 10 days, actually soothe stress Better than long ones. So it sounds better to than me like ones. better than shorter ones. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. For You're that. so welcome. <laughs> so even something as short as four days can mm-hmm. have a huge positive impact on you. And then if you're able to take something longer than 10 days... You're in Fat City. You're totally in Fat City. As my dad would say. <laughs> Regardless of the duration of the trip, though, and this one I also thought was interesting. I just have to kind of toss this in because of my whole time with trees thing. You can actually get positive benefits by as little as 10 minutes in nature. Isn't that interesting? It's very interesting. And the correlative to that is, is that the 10 minutes that you get in nature is not the same as 10 minutes on a city street. We all know that, but the data supports that too. Yeah. It's not just us making it up in our heads. So 10 minutes in nature is a little miniature vacation. At least four days away from work doing something fun starts to give you real positive cognitive benefits and anything over 10. Like and I 10 said. days, as we said, fat city. Fat city. Fat okay, so city. what does it do to you? What do, does a vacation actually do to your brain? One thing that Sarah, our new best friend, says is that it increases mindfulness. I thought this was interesting because you know that vacation brain that you get when you're just like, you just kind of turned off. You, I'm so relaxed. You just, yeah, and you also realize like, I'm not anxious. I get, I'm not worried. Yeah, like, wait, I'm having breakfast at like, you know, whatever, 11 o'clock in the morning. I don't even care. My kids, you know what I mean? Like the things that normally you wouldn't tolerate or even appreciate at home, you do on vacation. And I thought that was kind of cool. And she indicates that one of the reasons that happens. And she says, equates that to an increase in mindfulness, sort of in the moment. Mm -hmm. And that is because you're less familiar. You can't sort of... You can't just plug in and not recognize stuff. Like in our daily lives, we move through without looking through things. Yeah, no autopilot on vacation. Right. And if you're on vacation, yeah, it's all new. You have to pay attention. You see new things. It's the whole purpose. So the increase of the mindfulness, absolutely. Yeah. How about heart health? That's another big one in the study. Yeah. Women who took very few vacations, less than one every six years, were twice as likely to have a heart attack or coronary death than women who had a couple of breaks each year. And they've also done studies on blood for people coming back from vacation, like before and after. And I think this might have been, this might have been in five reasons too, but whatever article it's in, it'll be in our show notes. But the factors for heart disease and heart health actually got significantly better after just four days on vacation. It's crazy. So even your blood is better. Even your blood is better. Your blood is better. Your brain is better. PET scans and MRIs show that your brain is better. And also um, multiple studies have shown that vacations reduce stress, which is kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. We get that. But it's nice to have the data to back it up. What's interesting, though, is uh, knowing that you have a vacation 
I love this. Even even knowing that you have a vacation coming up, coming up can reduce stress. That's why I say get one on the calendar or two or three if you can. It actually knowing and planning activities like vacations too also increases your happiness. Neuroscientists tell us that. So the people who actually so don't feel bad that you have to plan the vacations because it actually increases the benefits of vacation if you get to plan it too. It's so funny because I kind of hold that. I know. Me too. I get resentful. Like, somebody planned me a vacation. Yeah, I get a little resentful yeah. about it now, but now I'm like, look, people. Exactly. Sorry, kids and husband. I'm going to take all the benefits. My blood pressure is lower. My cholesterol is lower. <laughs> my brain is beautiful and sparkly. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Your brain is beautiful and sparkly. Some days, yes. Some days, yeah, not, some days so not so much. Not so much. I guess the only other bit of data, if you were not convinced already. If you were, exactly. What is your problem that we have to keep convincing you? I'm going to try to tell you one more thing that hopefully will. I just want to back up for a second. Mm-hmm. That study showed that there's some women out there that take a one-week vacation in six years. I know. I'm so sad for oh, them. I just, I just when I was before, I was like, oh, yuck. That's so sad. I'm sorry I interrupted you, but I just couldn't let that go because it's painful. I know, but you're... Your yucky face that you're making and also those noises. <laughs> you're not judging these women. No, I just, oh, have, I just have sadness. Yeah, for them. we have um, I'm empathetic. Empathetic. Okay, I final. Think that's the right word. Final bit of data called Relax, You'll Be More Productive by Tony Schwartz, new article. I just loved this that there was a accounting firm called Ernest and Young. They Ernst. didn't. Ernst and, Ernst Young and Young did an internal study of employees. And I know this because I have I work with them all the time. <laughs> okay, they found for each additional 10 hours of vacation that their employees took per year, improved their year-end performance ratings by 8%. It's fascinating. So there's our data on why it's good to take a vacation. A 8% boost is significant. For only 10 hours. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a win-win it's for you and your company and your job. There are also great reasons, which I all, you know, I represent a lot of employers in my work. And I have, I work with people and I'm always like, take your vacation, take your vacation, because not only are vacations good for the employee, they're really good for the employer. They really benefit your your employee's productivity, as we've just articulated by talking about employees. Your retention is higher. People mm-hmm. are happier. Mm-hmm. I've really found that vacations create a great opportunity for business growth, whether it's cross-training, recognizing you have a weakness, understanding that somebody does something really well that nobody else knew. There's wonderful ways when people take vacation to strengthen your internal processes and systems. That's so it's, right. Yeah, you so take you get somebody the, out. You get the happy, healthy employee, and you get to test your processes. And then I just want to give an aside too. I have found that when my employees, and this is true for myself, people I work with, when they go on vacation, before they go, when they come back, are way more productive than any other time. It's a fascinating, really phenomena. Do you think that? Why do you think that is? I think they want to have closure to go on vacation. So yep. I think they work hard and effectively to get out of the office. And I think this is also where some of the reluctance to go on vacation comes from. It's so hard to get out of the office. I can't get everything done. It's And I've even been guilty of saying this. Sometimes is it really worth it to go on vacation? It's so hard to leave and so hard to come back. Yeah. And the so hard part, unfortunately, even though it results in a little bit of stress, or a lot, depending on who you are and what your job is, it results in a tremendous amount of productivity and kind of cleanup. Yeah, productivity before and also boundary setting. Yeah. Right? Like if I'm getting ready for a vacation, I've got got to have crystal clear boundaries about what I can and cannot accomplish, Mm -hmm. which is not something that every, you know. That we do 
we do as much at other times. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a great opportunity for employers too. So if you've got, if you have employees, like I make my employees take their vacation. And when they say, oh, can I carry a vacation over? I'm like, no, you need to take it. Yeah. You cannot carry it over. And I'll, you know, but I, cause I really want people to be, feel good. Good for you. You know, employers don't always encourage people to take their vacations. Mm -hmm. And it is a sad thing. I think a culture that allows you or encourages um, vacations is very, very important, as we just said. And one of the ways you do that is as supervisors or owners or, you know, managers also taking their... Model model the behavior you want. Yeah. So if you're in a position where you do have people who are working for you, you need to take vacations so that they also will. Makes everybody well, happier. When do you think those, why do you think people don't though? Okay, I love this. This is like my favorite part of the whole episode. So there is a wonderful study by the U.S. Travel Association called the State of the American Vacation 2018. It is a wonderful, It's. I think it was, honestly, I think it's for like travel people, like travel agents and stuff, but it was really an interesting study to look at. And it had in this study the reasons why people don't take a vacation. And here are some of them. The fear of looking replaceable, because that's about your confidence, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, I think someone's going to replace me. I don't have any coverage at work. Yeah. And that's another goofy one, because that's the whole point of team. Right. And figuring that out. Yeah. And I mean, you may not have coverage at work, but why is that your problem? And why can't you make it everybody's problem? That's right. Why can't it be everybody's problem to figure it out? Because you know what? Here's the sad thing. People get sick. People have family members who get sick and have to leave work. So there are times that we need to figure it out. Yeah. So why don't we figure it out for something good and proactively beneficial to our mind and our hearts and our brains, as opposed to just waiting around until something tragic happens and we make an accommodation? Exactly. No. Test the system Test while, the system while, you can while it's plan good. It. Yep. Yeah. Logistical hassles of traveling, which just cracks me up because people don't want to get out of their routines. I know. I know. And or don't want to plan it. When we asked on our YouTube video for tips about you know how to make vacations successful, get away from work, one of our listeners said, have somebody else plan it. <laughs> That's the well, that was their key to success. Which I would have thought too before this show. Yeah. But honestly, the whole planning thing sounds great now. Okay, the cost of travel, and that's fair. The yeah. cost of travel. Yeah. And, you know, incidentally, all of that data that we referenced did not say you have to take exotic vacations. It just said you have to take time away. Staycations even count, although you don't reap the same, same benefits from benefits a staycation. From staycations, which I also found interesting. I'm a that, huge makes... fan. I'm a huge fan of staycations only if you can train your brain to like not do laundry and yard work. See, I don't have that kind of brain. Yeah. You know, one of the other reasons that people don't, by the way, this list of the reasons, there are a lot, you're thinking, people don't take their vacations? That's ridiculous. The same study that Kirsten referenced said that 52% of Americans didn't use all of their vacation days in 2017. And that's common. That's not an anomaly for 2017. That in this case, over half of Americans left vacation time on the calendar. And here's the other crazy thing. We don't even get that many vacation days to start with compared to other countries. So we sort of have this small pool of vacation days and people aren't even taking them. Sorry, I cut you off. No, no, that's I think that's a really good point. So let's go back to the cost of travel. And as we said, it does not have to be an exotic vacation. It just needs to be, maybe it's camping. Yeah. Maybe, you know, you're taking a couple of days to camp and to hike, or maybe you're taking some day trips or whatever. Or but going, staying with friends. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, and by the way, we Karina and I decided when we were playing this episode that visiting relatives and PE don't like does not count. No, you can go visit relatives you do like and count that and go sleep in their but spare bedroom. But not if you don't like them. You not can't count you, it. No, no, that doesn't count. Other people's workload is too heavy. Again, I get it, but this is not. This should not be a reason for you to chain yourself to your desk. You should see it as an opportunity mm-hmm. to figure out the system. I can't find someone to take care of my pet. Yeah. I get that. Take your pet with you. Figure something out. Yeah. Take Didn't your pet you with you. Did you campaign? Dogs make great sleeping bags. They make great. <laughs> Yeah, and I think also, you know, children and pets, kind of the same. Mm -hmm. They're not always easy to vacation with. And then concerns about safety and security. And there's three things in here that I think are the result of our brains being afraid, maybe even all of them, our brains being afraid to leave our routine. That somehow if we step away, Mm -hmm. something will happen, right? If we can't sleep in our same bed, if somebody else does our job. So what I found about these reasons is they're all Mm fear-based. And as we've discussed in show after show and whatever theme we've been on, that is a really ineffective and not fun way to live. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's holding you back Mm -hmm. and... You're not getting ease, meaning, and joy. That's for dang sure. Exactly. It's like the antithesis of ease, meaning, and joy. Yeah. Fear. Yeah. And I'm going to say, you know, the solution to this isn't just like throw caution in the wind and get the hell out of there. Someone else will figure it out. I mean, if you really are working for a place where your workload is too heavy and you're afraid of being replaced, if you leave, you know, those are probably honest evaluations of a situation, maybe fear-based, but also potentially honest. Because that's the trouble with fear. There's always a little bit of truth in there that gets us. Right. You know, and so you're possibly working within a system that's supporting these ideas. And that also is mm, cause for reflection, I guess. Mm -hmm. And maybe too, just as a footnote, because we recognize all the time that people are in situations that are untenable, that there's not a lot of options. And if that's the case, I think you need to up your 10-minute time in trees or whatever it is. You need to be out there really working hard to get those breaks in other places if you can't get big breaks away from the office. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. And, you know, like I said, not everybody is taking the three weeks off and traveling to Europe or, you know, globe trotting, but finding ways to get breaks, as we said. Now, here's the other thing, though. You know, if one of the reasons why you're saying I can't take a vacation is because of productivity, because of workload, because, you know, you're one of those people who just can't get away. Things will crumble if you do. Another article that we read offered a great quote, you know, sort of took a look at this from a different perspective. Again, well, I guess it's we just referenced it. It's that same Tony Schwartz article. And he writes, the energy employees bring to their jobs is far more important in terms of value of their work than is the number of hours they work. By managing energy more skillfully, it's possible to get more done in less time, more sustainably. So he's saying, nurture yourself, take care of yourself, spend the energy at work wisely, and you'll get more done. Mm -hmm. So I guess, you know, in a way, it's the antidote to that belief that, The only way to get all my work done is to put all my energy into work. Yeah. 
and all my energy and my hours into work. So there's the challenge of, is it, are you really irreplaceable? I mean, there are a few people who are, but most of us are not, yeah. right? And secondly, I sometimes worry about that. Take time off so you can be more productive. It's almost, it is a benefit, no question. But don't whipsaw yourself. Like I really work on not whipsawing myself to think that, oh, when I go meditate for 10 minutes, it's because I can be more productive at work. No, I'm just going to meditate so I can love myself, right? So I can be loving to myself. Yeah, to meditate, to meditate. Yeah, just to meditate, to be loving. I read a quote somewhere, which I wish I could remember, but it basically said meditation is an act of love to yourself. And so I want to be careful when we talk about some of these things in here. Mm. It's not all about productivity. Yeah, that's right. You know, some of it's just about feeling good. Yeah, take a vacation to take a vacation, not to get better at your job. Right. Although it is nice that it helps. It does. Especially because it increases your performance review by 8%. That's right. So what are you going to do? You're going to take a vacation? I'm taking a vacation. I'm going away for a week. And it is hard for me to get out of the office. I do feel some of those things that we said were lame. I do feel some of those things. I have to kind of get myself. I've got to control myself. Yeah. <laughs> to control. I, yeah. But yeah. I got a vacation on the calendar, too. So here's how to make the most of your time off. This is where you got to get a notepad out because Kirsten and I are giving you the We're tips. We're going to rip through it, man. The tricks of the And this trade. is assuming you've scheduled it because if you don't schedule it, you're not going to get it, period. Yeah, like all things. If you don't right. ask, you won't get it. Mm-hmm. When I was um, watching people try to get ready for their vacations or ready to leave, during that kind of heightened sense of boundary, high, work, Right before vacation. Family, yeah. I'm not going to say I always saw the best in my employees. No. You know, there is there was a lot of stress. And then also coming back, there is a lot of stress because you have to catch up, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things that I started doing was setting my email. So, you know, email autoresponder is when everyone, anyone sends you an email while you're on vacation, right? They get the autoresponder that says, I'm away from my desk. So I started doing two things with my autoresponder. Number one, I would turn it on. Bef- like the day, a day or two before I left the office. So instead of saying I'm gone the tenth through the ninth, you would say I'm sorry the the. Yeah, wow. I'm taking a month off. I'm taking a month off. <laughs> instead of saying I'm gone the second through the ninth, you'd say I'm gone the first through the tenth. Correct. Got it. So do that. And then it was only the people who physically saw me, you know, around the office knew I was there. Anyone from outside, you know, their stuff. I wasn't going to deal with anything. It was, I could select. Let me put it that way. I could select what I was going to deal with. And I didn't have to be so reactionary to everything. You know what I've done, too, is I have added at the bottom of my signature line in red, I've said, out of the office from June 10th to June 14th. And I start sending that out, like, in May so that all of my clients know that it's coming up and they don't have to worry. You know, yeah. I used to like send emails out to all my clients and send be gone for these two weeks. Here's where you go. And it's very time consuming. And now I just put it on my email so people know. That's great. So so giving people a heads up mm-hmm. in whatever way you can. Mm-hmm. And then also managing your workload the day or two Which before is, you leave. And I, for me and my work, it's the three weeks before. Yeah. Like I have to really remember three weeks before I'm leaving and I put on my calendar, I'm like vacation. And so I know it's coming up. So I don't take projects. I tell people I can't do this. Can this person do it? So I really start three weeks out. That's awesome. Yeah. The other thing I did on my autoresponder is, you know, obviously I'm away from the office. If you have a problem, here's who you can contact, yes. right? So hopefully some of that works not I waiting for you when you come too. back. And I've even, on longer vacations, I've gone so far as to write, I will be overwhelmed. You know, by the, when I come home, when I come back, my inbox will be flooded 
And I likely won't read this. I so, no, cannot. No, you have said this to I me know, in the past, and out. I cannot even believe you no, do this. No, let me get this out. I probably won't read this. So if it's really important to you that I respond, then email me when I get back. Send it again. Which I don't know. It sounds audacious, <laughs> but it was like, why is it my responsibility? I just took a vacation. If I worked on a line and I was, uh, you know, making widgets, I wouldn't have to come home from vacation and make all the widgets that I didn't make when I was gone. Why is the expectation that I will bear 100% of the burden of my vacation of leaving? I think this is one of these things where you and I just are so... I know. I started the episode by saying, sometimes we're just in the same quantum (laughs) physics plane. And other times I'm like, oh my gosh, you're like an alien. What? I know. I know. Maybe it was gutsy. I'm sure it was. No, I think it's great. I just don't have... But it's like you buy yourself... What it did was buy myself again. I just don't have the ovaries to do it. I just just wanted to be in control of what I thought was important and what I chose to respond to when I got back. You know, it's like, sorry, dudes. I was on vacation. Okay. Any other? (laughs) That's it. All we have is email. That's all we talk about. No, I think another one is like, you know, clear boundaries at work. And for me, boundaries were a lot around communication and who I was going to communicate with and what I was going to respond to. So for me, email um, was, but I think there are also boundaries about what, like like you said, yes. I like can't when, take on- when I so I do that before, but when I'm gone, when I leave, there's always things that are simmering, right? And I will say, this is who's responsible for these things. You're responsible for these things. Nothing should happen, or if something does happen, call me. And you know, I know this is not you know, quote unquote, okay by the vacation rules, but if something is easier for me to do. I will take it with me on vacation. Like if I can get it done in an hour and a half, and I have done this so many times, sitting in the bathtub in a hotel room (laughs) early in the morning when my kids are sleeping, I've pounded out that last thing I need to finish Yeah, because I know I can do it really quickly and I don't want the client to pay more money. So I will do that, but I do not devote half days or full days or any of that stuff to work when I'm on vacation. I know people who do that. I don't do that, but that doesn't mean that I won't, for efficiency's sake, pick a couple of things up and finish them up. Yeah. My most recent vacation, I took a two-hour client call and it helped pay for the, you know, auto rental or whatever. It is, there are some And you're things. walking around the sunshine talking to your client and it's yeah. not bad. No, it wasn't bad. I couldn't do that, you know, for a whole day or two days, mm-hmm. but yeah. Other tips, I think uh, one of our listeners actually recommended that you delete all of the work apps off of your phone, which I thought was super cool too. So like if you've got a work email app and a personal email, get rid of the work one. Such a great idea. So you just don't get those alerts, notices. notices. You're not even tempted. Yeah. You're not even tempted. Look, you can't. You have to totally delete. I mean, disconnect from those. Yes. I actually will often turn off my phone especially when I'm with my family. When I'm with my kids and my husband, I'm like, who's going to call me, right? So I will turn off my phone. And when I get work calls, I just press silence, right? I just press silence. And I make sure that all of my voicemail messages on my cell phone and my office phone all say I'm away. Yeah. So that's another great one. Another thing that really worked well for me was I assigned a gatekeeper in the office, There was only one person who could contact me on vacation, and they had to make a judgment call about what was appropriate. And I'd given them clear instructions about, like, obviously, these emergencies are worth contacting Mm -hmm. me for and nothing Mm -hmm. and not these other ones. By the way, it is rare that somebody needs to contact 
in my case, it was very rare that someone needed to contact me on vacation. I could have come up with a great list of reasons why they should, but I'm going to say 99% of those reasons they probably could have handled themselves and the system would have supported them in handling those themselves. And I was in charge of a big operation. Mm-hmm. so 50 some people. Yeah. Which I think is a really good thing for listeners to hear. There's 50 people that you're in charge of and you were able to get away with without being interrupted often at all. Correct. Almost never, in fact. Correct. Because the, the, system, the system and the people that worked. I worked with were empowered and understood. I have that at work, too. Yeah. I mean, I and I I have that, though, with every person who has the work, yeah. right? So every, it doesn't matter. But yeah, it's I, I think really making sure everybody understands when the call is supposed to happen and when it's not. And then here, I think, is the biggest thing. Once you leave, leave. Yeah. Let yourself go. Don't worry about it. It's all going to be fine. And it really will. Yes. And enjoy your time. Enjoy where you are. Make the most of it because I suspect you worked your tail off to get there. That's right. Give yourself permission to slow down and do nothing. Maybe read that book on stillness that Kirsten Such is, a good book. Kirsten is that I reading. commended to people. You commended that <laughs> in your quantum way. And well, I was just gonna say, because you'll be a better person for letting yourself relax. You'll be a, you'll mm-hmm. be better at whatever task is waiting for you if you give yourself permission to relax. But then I'm realizing what you just said about meditation earlier, and that's kind of a bullshit expectation. Maybe you just want to let yourself relax to let yourself relax, yeah. not for increased Absolutely. And this is the productivity. Thing. Like, this is the place we need to have grace with ourselves, right? Have some grace with yourself. And when you come back to work, do not lash yourself to like speed up your productivity. No. Like don't pay back. Don't make up. Just, you know, get going. Do your best. Just do it. Yeah. I think a couple of other things I feel like people also just have a hard time doing, and that is not scheduling their vacations to death, themselves to death. Vacations shouldn't feel like work. I mean, if you're somebody who loves a schedule and wants to do the cooking class and the yoga class and then go do this boat tour and then on snorkeling or whatever, that's fine if that's who you are. I also challenge you to slow down Mm -hmm. and not treat your vacation like a job. Here's my last thought about this, which is if you possibly can, Having a day after you get back from vacation before you go back to work is like a miraculous, wonderful reentry method. I know that like I often can't get it just because of what's happening, but when I do, I am enormously more happy. So you come home happier. from vacation. I'm enormously happier. You come home from vacation yes. and then you don't go to work for another no. day. I don't go to work. I unpack. I review my mail. And by the time I go through all that stuff, I get a head start. I'll sit down and get a head start on my emails, and I'll just look and see what's there. Mm-hmm. I'll delete all of the junk so that when I go back to work the next day in the morning, I feel like I'm just ready to go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's so nice. That, and then hopefully you can keep that vacation vibe going for a little while. Mm-hmm. The memories that you created, the headspace that you allowed yourself, the relaxation, and also the connection with the people in your lives who aren't coworkers is going to get you hopefully to the next time. And when you, you say that, again. you know what I think when you say that? I think gratitude. Yeah. I think give yourself some time for gratitude for what you just experienced. Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh my gosh, it's going to be so fun when we go on vacation. Yeah. And then encourage your coworkers <laughs> to do the same. Encourage your co- especially those women who are like, 
not taken a vacation in the last Every six, six years. years. Yeah. All right, folks. Send us your vacation pictures. Oh, my gosh, do. Don't you want to see them? I do. Yeah. It, it inspires me to go on vacation. More. <laughs> Find us at yougettowork at gmail.com. And wherever you get your podcasts. God, we sound like we know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for taking vacations and working. Bye. Bye. Karina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded and produced by yours truly, Karina Hoyer and Kirsten Barron. Find all of our episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on our website, or email us at yougettowork at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. listening. <laughs>